Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Listening, hear me. I may not pass this way again. Hello and welcome to the Robert Lane Creative Careers Podcast, the podcast about creativity and making a living in the arts. This episode of the podcast is a catch-up of the things that I've been up to over the last few weeks, and the audio is borrowed from a YouTube video that I put up a couple of days ago. It would be fantastic if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast, as doing that helps more people to discover it in the future. It's also very useful when I'm talking to potential new guests, as it shows that people are listening. Thank you. Hi there, how are you? I hope that you're very well. Um, This is another one of these infrequent videos that I do from time to time, sort of with a catch-up of what I've been up to and also what I've been thinking about recently. Since the last one of these that I did, it's been a a bit more than a month, I think, since I did one. What's happened? I played a gig, a real-life show. I supported the Trap Dogs at Witchwood Folk Club, which was pretty perfect, to be honest. Lovely venue. It's like a village hall in Witchwood. Great organisation. Lovely audience, full room, very supportive audience who uh, in, you know seemed to enjoy the set and came and chatted to me afterwards and bought CDs and stuff, which is great. And I was supporting Track Dogs, who are a band I'd never met before, and they were just awesome. They were great. They're um, two Irish guys, a Brit and an American, who all live in Spain. And they're over here on tour. Um, and to be honest, I found them quite in- quite inspiring really just sort of their ethic they've been together as a band for something like i think he said 16 years as the same band same lineup which in my experience is pretty rare <laughs> that you would manage to do that and they just have been out playing shows putting out music writing songs and i was watching them thinking yeah they've, they've got it together like the four part harmonies and all everybody multi instruments and just really cool but it was as much as their music was great it was kind of their work ethic that i found yeah quite inspiring and it was a great um great show to do it was a lovely sunny afternoon driving over there um sort of oxfordshire part of the world and it was all the things that i really like about gigging all together um being me of course it's always tinged with the sadness which in this case was like oh this was cool i wish i was doing this more again because a couple of years ago before the pandemic i was doing stuff like that like well it felt like all the time i'm sure not as many gigs as a lot of people but just out playing shows, meeting all these cool people, playing my music to these audiences. And I would love to be doing a lot more. And there are more coming up, but obviously it's going to take a while to get back to the tempo that I was at kind of 2019 and early 2020. But this was one of those shows that kind of reminded me how much I've been missing it. I don't think I've thought about how much I was missing it whilst the pandemic was at its height because I just think it would have been too sad. But anyway, that was a great little show and you should check out Track Dogs. I've got another music show coming up on the 13th of May. I am supporting Tom Spate at Neighbourhood Sessions in Beckenham down London Way. Very much looking forward to this. Tom's obviously fantastic and I've heard great things about Neighbourhood Sessions. It's my first time playing for them so I'm very much looking forward to it. Tickets for that are now available and you can find out the information on my website robertlaymusic.co.uk. I also have some shows coming up with The Intellectuals, which is the short-form improv group that I'm a member of. The first one of those is on the 18th of May for uh, Midlands Improv Night at 1000 Trades, 
at the Jewelry Quarter in Birmingham. This is a fairly new night that's been set up to sort of showcase improv groups based in the Midlands will be one of three acts performing. We have like a 25 minute set. It's free entry. I believe they do a bucket collection at the end of the night if uh, people have enjoyed it and want to express how much they've enjoyed themselves. So come along to that one. Should be really cool. Then we have on the 26th of June, we're returning to the Ludlow Fringe Festival, which is just an awesome show. It always is. Ludlow Fringe have been very supportive to us over the last few years. Um, and we're at the brewery in Ludlow this time around. Tickets are available at the moment. And then on the 8th of July, we're at the Guildford Fringe Festival, another great event who have supported us the past couple of years. So that's Birmingham the 18th of May, Ludlow on the 26th of June, Guildford on the 8th of July. As always, tickets and information on my website, robertlanemusic.co.uk. In the last video, I was talking about um, acting stuff and um, how what's happening at the moment is that my agent sends me forward for stuff and then I occasionally have to do auditions and self-tapes that come through those. And since that video, I've had to do, I think it's one audition and three self-tapes, an in-person audition um, and then three self-tapes, which if you don't know, is as it says, really, you... Um, you get sent the script or whatever they want you to do and then you have to record yourself doing it. And I usually do that here in my little creative space at home. Um, and that's, the advantages of that obviously are that you don't have to go anywhere, <laughs> don't have to travel down to London or somewhere else to do an audition, which might last five minutes and, and doesn't really lead anywhere. You can do it all at home. The disadvantage, of course, is you can't be in the room with people, so they can't say, oh, could you try it like that? Could you do it like this? You have to kind of make decisions and then go for it in the self-tape. And then you've got the tech to worry about. You've got to make sure that it's lit nicely and that the sound is all good, which, of course, I, I do that with these videos and all, a lot of the other things that I do anyway. Um, but generally, I like I quite like self-taping. What I like about it is you learn the words, you decide how you can do it, you do it, and then forget about it. It's It's gone. Um, whether you hear any more about it or not. Something that I quite like about that side of it. I can't remember if I mentioned in the last video or not, but I'm, I'm trying to sort of take this philosophy that, and I've picked this up from Brian Cranston, actually, um, amongst others, the actor from Breaking Bad. He's got this brilliant thing that actually your job as an actor, you, you can go into an audition thinking that you have to get a job. That's what you're there for is to get a job. But actually, if you think you're there to do a job, which is to do the audition, present a character, make your choices and just do them, that's your job. And then anything that happens afterwards is out of your control. And that's a really wonderful way to approach it. So that's what I do with these self-tapes and auditions. I do the best that I can. I make decisions and present them and that's my job and whatever happens afterwards is up to somebody else he's got another good one which is like if you if you think you're going to get that job or you deserve to get that job and then somebody else gets it so your friend gets it then you feel like they've almost stolen something from you but it was never yours to get he says if i found a wallet and uh someone in the back of the room went oh that's my wallet i should be happy that i found their wallet for them and they're able to take it home i shouldn't feel angry that i've lost it because it was never mine so that's kind of the approach that i'm attempting to take not easy of course because sometimes you really want the job <laughs> i've heard back about one of those and i didn't get it but the feedback was quite nice um yet to hear something about the others you don't always hear obviously they have to see a lot of people but um they're all very exciting projects. And as as the other thing that actors say to sort of make ourselves cheer up is even if you don't get that job, um, the casting agent has asked to see you, which is nice. And it might be that you're right for something later that they think of. We'll see. I would have mentioned last time around in the last video that I've just put out a new song called Pass the Day. And since then, it's picked up quite a bit of radio play, all of which I've detailed on my website. 
and um, some nice reviews as well and an article from Moths and Giraffes article, a blog post from Moths and Giraffes talking about the song, said some very nice things and an interview with me as well talking about um, recording it and writing and just sort of creativity in general and a few of the other things that I work on. I'm about to share that on my website now so you'll be able to find it there. Have I mentioned the website? I think it's robertlaymusic.co.uk. It's the place to find out all the information, all the projects, I sort of link it all together there. And at the moment, Elon Musk doesn't own that. Isn't it funny how things happen and kind of make you think about stuff? So as I've, as I've mentioned before, we're currently um, renovating our house that we live in. We're nearly there now, just having the kitchen done. And um, finally, after more than a year, I've been reunited with some of my books and um DVDs and stuff, so like my music DVDs of bands that I like playing live concerts and stuff, but kind of more importantly, my books that I haven't seen for a long time, um, and they're on a bookshelf in, well, actually, they're on a couple of different bookshelves around the house, but we've now set up a nice bookshelf in the lounge with a load of those books on. I was able to watch my Led Zeppelin DVD the other day with my loudspeakers and everything, so I was I was well away. I was really happy. And at the same time, I've gone and collected a load of old clothes and CDs that were still at my parents' house. Um, so it's been this interesting thing of going through stuff that you want to keep and then thinking, oh, I'll get rid of that. We took a load of clothes to the charity shop, um, Compton Hospice which is near here so that was very cool and then I've got all these CDs now I've had some success over the past couple of years getting rid of books and stuff and DVDs as well I've I've managed to sell a few of them um, either through like eBay or Facebook forums I've had a few things where they're like quite niche fan groups so if you can find the right Facebook forum for it and you've got something a little bit rare and had a few rare things it's quite a good way of getting rid of them but most of the stuff like it is with everybody it's like um CDs that there were millions of them made and they're not really worth anything. So I'm doing the whole Music Magpie thing. I spent yesterday afternoon going scanning them all with Music Magpie and some of them they'll give me 30p for, some of them they don't want. We're going to box a load up and send them off and then any that aren't wanted I think I'll take down to the charity shop and then there'll be some that I guess I'll will end up getting thrown away. Um, and then some that I'll keep that mean a lot to me or the, or the more valuable ones. Um so that was interesting because then in the midst of doing all that, we also went along to a record fair near where we live. So this is vinyl records, right? So on the one hand, I'm getting rid of a load of CDs and books and DVDs and stuff because I just want less stuff. But then on the other hand, I'm at a record fair. <laughs> and I bought a record. I bought Tommy by The Who, a 1973 pressing, which is in good condition, decent price. I brought it home. Sounds really good. But it's just this weird thing, isn't it? Like we feel like we got to, or we. I feel like I've got to clear the decks of this stuff that I don't want, and then you're always tempted to bring new things into it. But it got me thinking in general about as a as a performer and a um, artist about physical media because the I always make CDs of my albums. Um, and my next album that I'm working on at the moment, I will do physical copies of it. And a lot of people do vinyl versions of their albums as well. And that can be a really great thing to have on your merch desk. And it's very cool. But then the other side of it is that's a big investment to have uh, vinyl and CDs. You know, even if you have a short run, it's quite a lot of money to find up front. And there's obviously an audience for these things because people who are music fans, certainly on the sort of circuits that I'm on and, and come out to gigs, they love to buy a physical product, A, because they like to have it, but B, because they like to really support an artist. So you feel like you need to have these things, but then what you also have is a big outlay at the start. And then somewhere you've got to keep these boxes of CDs that, I mean, I do sell CDs, but, it, you know, 
takes a while, especially at the moment when I'm not gigging at the same tempo as I was a couple of years ago. You're very welcome to help with that, of course. You can buy CDs and other merchandise on my website, robertlaymusic.co.uk. Oh, yeah. Um, All sales there um, help me make more stuff. These thoughts about like, do I need to make physical things? And I, I think the answer is probably yes. And what should I make? And how many of them? And I, I put a thing out on my Facebook the other day about whether there's any artists or artists that people know of who are only doing digital and no physical products. And I got some quite interesting responses to that. So I'm, I'm finding interesting. What do you think should should artists be be making a physical product? Is it still needed? Should they focus on something other than CDs? Or you know, you can always do your t-shirts and your tea towels and your tea bags, whatever else it is. But what do you think? What's what's been the best? Are you a music fan who wants to buy a physical product? Are you an artist who doesn't make them anymore? I mean, the other thing I've, I've talked about before is like if the physical things, so actual books and actual records and CDs will still be there when the streaming sites crash or aren't there anymore i don't know it's a tricky one i use apple music so i can stream all the music ever recorded ever and have it available to me and i use that more than i put on a cd or a record but then like with this tommy album which i've had on cd before um because a lot of the music i like was from sort of the 60s 70s when i was making my music collection because i'm old enough to have come from before stream and even downloads really so you needed a CD. It's all CD in my time. Tapes a little bit when I was a kid, but mostly CDs. Um, and it was always very disappointing, the album art, because you'd have the original, because I was buying old records, you'd have the original album art shrunk down onto a CD size. So all the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and Who records I bought, the art was like, well, okay, whatever, little booklet, doesn't make much sense. But to see it on a vinyl record now, you suddenly go, oh, I see this is part of the package of it all now. And like everyone says, you know, getting it out of the sleeve and putting it on the record player gives you a, a different feeling about your sort of connection to that music. And the ego side of me, of course, would love to have the next Robert Lane album on a big bit of vinyl that people have to do that with. But but realistically, how many of them would I sell? And I don't know. My last album, I crowdfunded it, and so a lot of the CD sales were pre-ordered. Um, and then I've sold them at gigs ever since. So it's been a wonderful thing to have, but I do still have a box of CDs waiting to be sold. <laughs> so I don't know. What's the right, right way around it? It's difficult, isn't it? And you could just say, have no physical media in your house at all and have it all streamed. All your films could be streamed and all your music and all your photographs could live up on the cloud. But then I do wonder what happens when when that crashes or you have to pay to access it, pay more to access it. I don't know. You, the stuff that's actually in your house and in your hand, it's a lot harder for for them to come and get, isn't it? I don't know. What do you think? All right, I'll finish and round up this sort of rather rambly little video just by telling you that the latest two episodes of my podcast, the Robert Lane Creative Careers podcast, feature Iona Lane, no relation, who's a fantastic singer-songwriter who herself has just put out a new album. And on the podcast, we talk about songwriting and recording and also the... The less fun parts of being an independent musician. That was a very interesting conversation. And then the latest episode, the one after that, was with um, a guy called Mark Bauscher, who is a writer and filmmaker. Again, talking about the creative process and his preferred way of writing and his projects. So both of those are interesting, as are all of the episodes. It's the Robert Lane Creative Careers podcast, available on all good podcast providers. And yet again, you can find it on my website, which is robertlanemusic.co.uk. Thank you so much for watching this. If you have watched all the way to the end, I'm sorry if it's a bit rambly, but it's just sort of like a brain uh, splurge of uh, what I'm working on and what I've been thinking about. 
but hopefully you might find it useful or interesting. Um, it'd be great to hear from you, you know, when I put stuff out, hearing that people have found it interesting or hearing people's thoughts on things is always good. So if you're watching this on YouTube, leave me a comment. If you listen to it on the podcast or anywhere else, send me a message. I always like to hear from people. Oh, and I'll mention one more thing as well, actually. We were talking about this um, physical products or not and all this sort of thing. A way to support me if you wanted to is via my Kofi page. Now, Kofi is a platform where people can send one-off donations or become monthly subscribers to a creative. And what I'm using it for is to sort of fund the new music that I'm working on. And what I put on there is is everything that I do, but also some exclusive things that are only available on there. And so far, that has included some demos that I've worked on for the new album. So there are some songs that I'm considering for my next project, which can only be heard on my Kofi page. So if you'd be interested to hear them, please access it. Um, or if you want to find a way of supporting me, that's a great way of doing it. Um, obviously, really appreciate it. Take a look at the page anyway. I'd love to know if you think it makes sense and that kind of thing. Again, all the information is on my website, robertlamusic.co.uk. Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Join us next time on the Robert Lane Creative Careers Podcast. Until then, please subscribe, rate and review and have a look at robertlanemusic.co.uk to see the other projects I'm working on. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.